Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, those in between and unaffiliated, to the novice leaders starting once again another retrospective. Because I guess that's what we're known for: having too many retrospectives and and or eggs in one basket at the same time. Yeah, that's certainly true. Too many retrospectives. But yeah, this time doing Underworld, the Underworld series as a little kind of companion piece to our Resident Evil stuff. Yes, if those did not who did not watch our Resident Evil Apocalypse movie uh, or commentary, uh, I made mention that after seeing that film, I felt compelled to watch this film series because as Caleb once said, take it away, Caleb. Yeah, I've always felt like these are yeah companion pieces in terms of the releases and in my heart for uh, because of very specific reasons. And I'll explain those as we uh, as we get into the commentary. Oh, you certainly shall. Uh, so what version, by the way, Caleb, are we watching? And or which version would you recommend us to watch? Um, I'm watching the theatrical cut, and um, I don't think I'm... I don't remember the differences enough to know which one to recommend. Okay. Um, up until like an hour and a half ago, I did not know there was a theatrical version of this film out there. <laughs> Or sorry, an extended cut of this of this film out there. Excuse me. Yeah, and I, I saw a few differences. I watched half of the uh, extended cut, but again, we'll yeah, I'll detail some of those as we get through. Is that the same with the uh, remainder of the films, like uh, all the preceding films afterwards? Oh, no clue. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't own any of them uh, physically, except for Evolution. But again, that'll go into my specific uh, relation to Resident Evil. But <laughs> of course. Okay, sorry. So if everybody I don't know where this is. I mean it's obviously on certain, you know, you could rent or buy it on YouTube. I don't know if it's on Apple TV or what just iTunes. Um but again, you can find this I think anywhere really. It's technically owned by Sony, I believe, so I don't know, they have they don't have a partnership yet with they don't have a I don't know if it's on PS plus or anything like that. Is it on Sony? I don't remember now. Well, but either way, uh, yeah, get your copies to timestamp zero, and we'll hit play in three, two, one, play. Bright light. Bright light. Yeah. It's not TriStar. Enter Alliance. And we got the old Screen Gems logo. There we go. Sony Pictures. There you go. I was right. It was Sony Pictures. Which I think, according to my Microsoft store, which is hilarious that I bought something by Sony Pictures on Microsoft. Yeah, and Screen Gems also made the uh, the Resident Evils, if I if I remember correctly, or at least is in front of both. I think. Let me see. Uh, let's see here. No, but just since we're in the the early parts of the movie here, I won't, I did want to say uh, one of the reasons that well, I guess I'll I'll say uh, I've seen this movie many times, probably like fifteen or so times. Oh my. And it's not because I'm particularly attracted to this movie. Um, I've also seen this, the sequel around the same amount of times. And that's because I owned those two both on UMD video. Of course. Same with the first Blade and same with Resident Evil Extinction. Okay, so there's a pattern here. <laughs> yes, and all the movies that I owned on UMD, I've watched just a fuck ton because... Uh, it was something that I could watch secretly, like, oh, I'm supposed to be going to bed. I kind of want to watch a movie. Let me just grab one of those and watch it on my PSP. 
And also whenever we go traveling, I would watch these movies on my PSP. So, so I guess for those who don't know, it's probably explained because if you don't know, it's like, you're just gonna be like, what, what's that? What is uh what does UMD stand for, sir? Um, I don't remember. Do you remember? Uh, something media disc. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, unified unrelated. I don't know. <laughs> something media disc and PSP was the PlayStation portable. Uh, because yes, PlayStation had a portable console at one point or a portable handheld, excuse me, back in the day, yep. which I had and then lost. Um, and I had none of, uh, movies. I only had games. And so, but you saying that fully makes sense as to why you watch this so many times is because again, it was readily available for you and you can like sit, watch it in secret. You could watch it at school if you wanted to. Yep. Um, <laughs> I know that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and I also watched Triple X probably like 20 times. I'm not a fan of Triple X. I don't think that's a very good movie, but it was just one that I had. So <laughs> pretty much. But this one definitely, um, well, I don't know, because I haven't gone back to it in since the PSP days. It's probably been. Oh, 10, my goodness. Maybe, maybe even longer, maybe like 12 years, two decades, two decades. Well, not quite two decades, but OK, maybe not two decades, but. Maybe two decades ago, it may have been like, no, I probably saw this. No, I guess it could have been back in the aughts. It may have been like 2009 or or earlier the last time I watched it. Now I think about it. Maybe been like 20, 2008 or something like that. But but you, sir, when did you come to this or what's your experience with this franchise? Uh, last Sunday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, So I do know this franchise, obviously, but OK, well. You'll hear this will ring a bell. You see on TV, on cable television, you'll always see an ad for a movie and it's for Resident Evil. And around the same time, like you said, an Underworld sequel came out. Yep. And you would see that on TV. And I always just went, what the heck is this series about? One day I'll watch it. And I finally got an excuse to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, um, I guess it was kind of a big deal when it came out. It was kind of riding the wave of Matrix and Blade, kind of a combination of the two in some ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, certainly. (laughs) We're going to see that shortly. Yeah, and I feel like it was, at least this first one was treated like a legitimate movie. Uh, But I haven't really heard anyone talk about the the sequels. (sighs) I don't know. I mean, I stopped watching them after the third one I saw in the theater. And I was like, I think I'm done with this franchise. (laughs) And then more came out and I never heard anyone claim to have watched them or I never heard a public reaction to them. So I don't know if if the series continues to be interesting or if it just turned to cheap crap. I don't know. Yeah, this feels like a Matrix scene right here. All this, all the black leather, even just like the color grading feels like they're kind of going for that stuff. Yeah, no, sorry. Kind of a high contrast sheen. I kind of forgot we were doing a commentary. Um, yeah. No, so pardon me. I, I It's been a week since I watched this, so I'm uh, not familiar. I should have probably rewatched it, but. Um, oh, sorry. I'll just, just interrupt you shortly. Please, please go ahead. Even this setting reminds me very much of the, the kind of big uh, confrontation between um, Austin, <laughs> Austin, uh, Keanu Reeves's character and. Um, the agent. Yeah, the agent. Thank you. Agent Smith. Yeah, they had a very similar fight scene in a very similar setting. 
Yeah, right at the end within the subway uh, station. Yeah. Uh, and this reminds me a bit of uh, Blade as well, or maybe Matrix uh, also in that. There's pretty much like unlimited bullets. Yep. Limitless, ma- or bottomless magazines as the trope goes. Yeah, it is really funny that they were just like, okay, we want to do our own version of Blade. Blade's kind of a hit right now, but what else is popular but currently ending? The Matrix. Because it's the same year that um, that last one came out. Uh, I always forget its name. Revelations? Revolutions. Revolutions. I always say. There's Reloaded, then Revolutions. Yeah. That also actually had a, another big train sequence. Yeah, like a another subway bit. Oh, boy. That fucking movie. So, it's <laughs> another time. Uh, so, we, of course, have, you know, the John Woo Limitless or uh, Bottomless Magazines shootout. Um, yeah. But not much in the way of like flips, dives, and whatnot. It's kind of lackluster in a way. It is. Of just like them just shooting at each other. There's no like There's one there. dive through. Obviously, okay, yeah, but <laughs> she dove through instead to like catch him. Yeah. She went through the train car, which again is okay, I'd say. But yeah, we just gotta wait. You don't see really much like acrobatics. We'll get a little bit more of it later and a lot more wire work. So I figured, given that you know the nature of these people, you'd think there'd be a lot more wire work. Yeah, and just in general, I wanted to mention, um, I don't go back to this time period of movies very much. I feel like a lot of them date really poorly, and this movie definitely feels very distinctly set in the time period that it came out. I mean, like this is... I have no problem with this. <laughs> uh, this is like something that should be in a time capsule, yeah. and I'm okay with that. And not like, maybe that in a bad way, but just, uh, I mean, okay. There's a reason that this is set in the dark because it certainly hides this fact. And I was shocked when I saw that a lot of like the effects, there probably was some CGI, but a lot of the effects were actual like animatronics and or miniatures. They're not miniatures, but animatronics. Yeah, they had a good mix. They do have some of that bad um, Matrix, like Rubber Man uh, CGI effects, but some of that stuff more comes into the climax. But yeah, a lot of good practical stuff. And even though they are... Uh, aping blade a lot i do think like the the world comes across as cool it's very different from blade and here's where i was gonna ask you sir uh do you know any of the history behind the scenes of where this whole like idea started from and crystallized from not really okay i was hoping you would because i'm like was it a bunch of guys in england sitting down and saying like we like blade and matrix let's make our own spin on it with vampires but instead of just doing vampires we'll do werewolves and we'll set we, we won't use like a it won't be a oh okay technically blade is a damn damn peer excuse me or vampire really um and he's a daywalker but you know we'll actually have vampires this time well sort of vampires this time uh, and werewolves <laughs> and i assume we're going to get a lot of other things later in the sequels but that, that's that's for another time yeah, that was actually going to be something I was going to ask is, is this the first vampire movie we've covered? D, Blood, Blood, Vampire Hunter D. Oh, okay, yes. There you go. If, the, if again, you count the, the dumb peels as like, you know, <laughs> the part of, the, hey, that's what they call, that's technically what they call them there. It's a mistranslation, not a mistranslation, but it's a uh, misspoken, or I guess it's a mistranslation, mm. but it just stuck with me. So I'm just like, yeah, why not? Yeah, that's fair. Um, 
Oh, here we go. More slow motion stuff. Oh, yeah. It's not full slow motion, though. It's like actual slow motion. Yes, that's true. That that definitely helps. Like the bullet time. Well, that's slow motion. I will say uh, it, uh, Blade 2 is 2002 or is it 2003? Um, I can't remember if it's 2002 or 2001, but I, I think it was 2002. So obviously that gets filmed in Prague. This is Hungary, Germany, and I believe England. So mm. everything is distinct, I will say that. And I do like it that it's not America. And then I was surprised to see that. Like I was like, is this finally something that's like non-American? And it's just like full on European and not exactly. There's, there's, there's some American involvement and I'm like, ah, come on. (laughs) Oh, you saying it was shot in partially in Germany makes me think of Constantine films. The people who run uh, resident evil. Ah, yes. Surprising that they weren't uh, involved with this. Well, (laughs) except for, you know, the second one, which was not clearly filmed in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I did look a little bit into at least um, the writing credits I was going to say, yeah, at least the writing credits. I don't know about the director, but... Yeah, and I saw the person who plays uh, Ray's, one of the werewolf characters, kind of the secondary werewolf character. Yeah. Um, was credited with coming up with the story for this. Okay. Yeah, Kevin uh, Gravu? I, I don't know, some sort of French name, I think. <laughs> and I also saw that it's, it's uh, someone named Danny McBride who was involved with the writing, but it's not the Danny McBride of the alien covenant or his uh, comedy career. I see. So it's a different one. Yeah. The other Danny McBride. Yeah. First I was like, Holy shit. I didn't realize he was working back then. I was like, Oh wait, he wasn't. <laughs> and uh, I assume like the, the, the writer, the prominent writer, by the way, is like on screen right now uh, yelling at these guys. Uh, Michael Sheen here. Oh, not Michael Sheen. Okay. Sorry. I thought it was that you were talking about the other, like the writer, like the one who plays the, like Reyes. Yeah, Ray's he's the the black uh uh lichen. Okay, that guy, the the bald guy in the beginning. Yeah, with the super deep voice. Yeah, okay. I did not expect oh, I did not expect that guy to be yeah. a writer. I'm that might be a little sensitive, <laughs> but like I was not expecting that. It's kind of cool. No, it is surprising. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool that he uh, did that. I don't know if he returned for any of the uh remaining sequels, but oh, I don't remember. I liked the, all the pubes in that shot though. I thought that was uh yeah, that was something <laughs> interesting. Oh, look at the I like the setting here and all the vampires just kind of lounging around. It's kind of fun. I don't know if it's like a burlesque house or whatnot, but they sort of go into like the economics, maybe not economics, but the you know, what what the vampires have hold over, but you know, it's very I'm not going to say in depth, but like I feel like Blade went a little more into it. Yeah, you know what's funny too. Um is Blade the Series came out like three years after this. And I feel like Blade the Series was almost taking some of this movie's stuff. Like they almost kind of fed into each other. Like this kind of clearly ripped off some Blade stuff. And the series was very clearly taking some stuff from this. So there, there, there was some cool vampire stuff going on around this time. I would certainly not be surprised. But yeah, this is again heavily, heavily, like you said, influence from Blade and Matrix. Again, like instead of vampires going at each other with like you know their natural features such as claws fangs and you know whatever else Mm -hmm. um they're just gonna instead use guns (laughs) because it's modern times yeah and these guns and the special bullets wasn't that in blade 2 
Didn't they use some? It's been so long since I've seen Blade Two um, with mm. you. Like in was it twenty seventeen or eighteen? Whatever it was, yeah, could have been then. Yeah. Wow. Uh, maybe I think it was. I don't. It was like yeah, UV bullets or something like that. I mean, they always had the silver bullets, but like these ones that like either are UV or they inject silver into the mm. into the person. You know, I think it was UV bombs. They would like throw bombs, and it would like be like an explosion of light. Okay, maybe that's what it was. No, kill all the vampires. Oh, this guy here, like their version of Q, the weapons guy. Yeah. He had a very uh, memorable performance in the movie Snatch. So I always think of him when I think of him in that when I see him. I He's a recognizable face. I feel like I've seen him somewhere before. Yeah, he was also in the second Pirates of the Caribbean as one of the uh, Davy Jones's crew. Okay. Maybe somewhere else as well, but like I think I might know who you're talking about. Yeah, and this actress here, she's a Doctor Who actress. She was in an episode called uh, The Girl in the Fireplace, one of the more distinct New Who episodes. So, so I was happy to see her in this. I didn't remember that she was in this, and I recognized right away and was like, hey, my buddy. Oh, who's that creeper? It's the doorman, I guess. <laughs> He opens doors. Um, yeah, I don't know how many Doctor Who actors are in this, but yeah, Bill Nye is one of them. You'll 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 point them you'll point them all out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and Kate Beckinsale here. Um, she was in another movie that I owned on UMD, uh, Van El- Van Helsing. Um, but besides Van Helsing and this franchise, I don't really know her from anything else. I don't think. Uh, she was in that. 2011 Total Recall reboot. Oh wow, I never saw that. Mm. Either as the posing ex-girlfriend or ex-girlfriend but the posing wife or yeah, because Jessica Biel was the actual like girlfriend. I think if I recall. Huh. Yeah, I've been kind of curious to see that over the years. I've heard it's more interesting than just a a flat out kind of bland remake but eh, I, I don't know it's been a while since I've gone to that one so it's visually interesting but that's probably all I can say really yeah and that's what I've heard too that it's visually a cool movie so maybe that's all there is <laughs> it's like that and Robocop the 2014 re- reboot I want to like they, they so they bo- both so want to be like a video game and they scream like I want to be uh, a design level but they just can't do it, which sucks. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, that guy, uh, guy certainly seen some, been in some battles. Yeah, and he's got a hell of a voice. Like his voice, I kind of wondered if he had some sort of like health issue that caused that, or if he just has like a crazy deep voice. But it's it's interesting. I yeah, I certainly don't know, but. Man, that's such an old school laptop. It's yeah, I think it even has the little wheel. The little like felt wheel that you would uh move things around. Those are ancient, my friend. Those are like Yeah, I am I'm surprised at that. But uh I guess the premise so far, yeah, is that like, you know either because of the death of her friends or comrades, excuse me, Celine here. Um it's kind of getting to the bottom of this mystery of like, you know, why do the werewolf clan, why do they want this guy? Yeah. And why are they like attacking people out of the blue like that? Yeah. What's so special about them? Like this, it's an interesting setting. I'll say that of like, it's a, 
you know, it's one of those secret wars. It's been raging mm. for like hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, I don't know how ridiculous it gets in the sequels. <laughs> and if they like make contradictions with that history, I, I don't know. But as of now, like, you know, the lichens, you know, vampires and the uh, werewolves um, are both at war with each other as I don't know if they said one was subservient to the other yet, but like that's kind of where it goes. Yeah, it definitely seems like the lichens are more underground than the werewolf, and the vampires are more established and have like this kind of subculture. Oh, but um, I did want to say, just like the Matrix was definitely inspired by Ghost in the Shell and some other animations, even as a, a young person seeing this and watching it on my little UMD discs. I always thought that this movie was taking a lot of imagery from the series Cyber Six. Oh, as somebody who watched that show a lot, I oh boy, there's even some shots that feel like they were like direct kind of parallels in all the rain stuff and that that opening, especially when she's like sitting up there narrating, feels like a piece out of the opening uh, credits to that to that series. So, well. Slight spoilers for, you know, those ever down the line. We will be doing that series on our other channel at some point. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love to revisit that show. I've been trying to... I hate to say it, but there is only 12 episodes, so... Or 13, whatever it is. Yeah, I've been trying to track down the DVDs for that for decades. And, yeah, never had any luck. No (laughs) luck. That sucks. We'll find it at some point. I think somewhere. But, yeah, you're right. It's still somewhere. But, yeah, it's... um. You know, a Venezuelan comic originally, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I would I would be surprised if these guys were, but yeah, I just I wonder if this was like based off of a franchise or something. I I couldn't even tell you. I think it was just a because this is a fairly medium budget movie, I think, and it was just kind of hey, you know, screen gems. We got some money. We're riding on that Resident Evil franchise and a couple other things. Like, what can we do? Uh, what can we do to kind of take what's popular and distill it into our own movie? And I remember we were talking even with uh, Resident Evil. It felt like it was taking influences from Aliens and a little bit of like some of the slow motion stuff from The Matrix too. So they were already riding that, ripping off The Matrix train. Oh, I, here we go, our buddy. <laughs> Which apparently we're going to see him in Resident Evil at some point, eh? Yes, we, yeah, we sure are. He's the uh, he's the link between these both both these films, yeah. <laughs> or these film series. Excuse me. He's still got hair. What's his name again? Paul Wentworth Miller. Wentworth Miller. Thank you. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and Scott Speedman, someone who I've always wished had a better career than he does. Oh, this guy right here. Yeah. He looks like the lead singer of Creed. Oh, that's uh, I can see that. I don't know why that's just that's just a joke. <laughs> that's just a joke for to Creed. That's all. Yeah, Scott Speedman, I always liked from these two movies. I always thought he was quite attractive. <laughs> um, and he was in this cool little independent Canadian film called Weirdsville that I like a lot uh, with Wes Bentley. And um, I saw him last year in, uh, or actually maybe it was this year, I don't remember, in uh, Crimes of the Future. That was one of the first things I'd seen him in in, in quite a while. The new David Cronenberg movie. Certainly. I wonder if he's Canadian, now that I think about it. Certainly aged, I know that for a fact. Yeah, definitely. But still kept his looks. And he was quite good in Crimes of the Future. 
Well, solid actor. I'm glad he's still getting work. Yeah. Wait, he's, it's it's not the Caleb's theory on like, oh, I haven't heard that guy in five years. He's dead. He's probably dead. <laughs> I think I'd seen him pop up in enough things every now and again. I was like, okay, he's still he's still around. Yeah, British Canadian actor is what they say. Doesn't sound British in this, but yeah, it's weird. Like, you think this is supposed to be taking place in like England or or somewhere European, but again, some of the a- accents are are not. Now I know some are coming out of country, but I still mm-hmm. was kind of hoping it was set in London, which I assume it is. And yeah, whatever. I mean, I, there's a lot of dialects in London, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, and Michael Sheen here. I did not remember at all that he was in this movie, coming back to it. I remember this character, but I did not remember that it was Michael Sheen. I'd say, like, to not show my hand, probably was one of the best parts of this film. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah, I think his uh, kind of plot is probably the most, probably the best part of it. I, I don't know. It's a pretty mixed bag of a movie, I'll just say, coming back to it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it certainly is. Um, and I'm not, like, regretting this, because I'd say, again, not to show my hand, but this was enjoyable, but obviously there's more... Th- this left a lot in my mouth, and it's like... You think it's going to be, like, you know, bad, but it's kind of not, if, if that makes no. sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and yeah, I never thought it was bad. So maybe if you asked me, I would have said, like, no, it just feels more like it was just another one of those movies from the early 2000s that was kind of thought it was too cool for school, but, and it's super focused on action, but the action isn't that compelling. Got some wonky CGI, and at the end of it, it's just kind of, just kind of there. Yeah, it's, Okay, this is a kind of this is a really cool transition. I like that. That was that was that's pretty clever. Yeah, that is cool. Um, yeah, it feels like I'm not even gonna say like a first draft because I don't think the story's broken or anything like that. I think the story works fairly well. I think yeah. it's just like they either needed to do how do how do I put this? Um, either get a different director or something because it's not even like that quick cut effect. It's or quick edit effect. It's more just like the action is kind of just bland and or yeah, just bland. Yeah, I think the action is one of the worst parts. It just feels yeah, like just some standard just action movie from the early two thousands. And I don't feel like most of their action movies are very compelling. Like they just have like a slick, bland style. I don't know what I don't know how to define it. These cops also feel like they're out of the Matrix too. As uh, as as agents, eh? Yeah, as agents, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're looking for Buddy as, as the other one. Yeah, what is this mystery? They're, they're at least, like, even mystery as to, like, who he is. Uh, who this Michael uh, Cor- Corvus is. Or Cor- Corvin, excuse me, is. Yeah, Corvin. Like, like, who is he? Yeah. What significance does he have? You know, uh watch and find out i guess i don't know if you can like solve the mystery yourself because i don't know how many clues there are uh given for the audience to solve it themselves but yeah and i appreciate the the mystery aspect i think it works well enough and i even kind of like their scenes together uh they're kind of somewhat romance 
yeah, I don't know what it is, but something just feels kind of bland and not super engaging. Yeah, there's something missing. It's not like, again, it's not like a terrible film, but I certainly agree with you that more could have been done to make it, I think. I think it's already recognizable and maybe different enough. Yeah. But you are right in that there is something missing that needs to, I think, make it way better, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I feel like it'd help if it was a little bit shorter, like if, if it capped like 100 minutes, maybe 105 minutes, but over two hours. I don't know if this movie really needed that. Yeah, that's fair. I think uh, I could see you making an argument there. Oh, boy, that's that's a funny shot. The other thing is that there's not like that much bad CGI, like I said. I mean, I know you said there's like some Rubberman, but it's like yeah, 90% even like most of it's actually like real or at least, you know, miniatures and our animatronic, excuse me. That's pretty cool. Yeah. This is the ridiculous part of like, okay, now it's just like bottomless magazines and you'd have to shoot through the floor a lot more than just this. <laughs> and I always remember this part and thinking it was funny because it is so ridiculous. <laughs> like wouldn't the werewolf just follow you through the hole <laughs> yeah, and-, and chase you as well. Yeah, I like that that moment there. Now, again, my 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 lore on werewolves is you know diminished because you know I think vampires maybe not are still, but vampires are much more in the zeitgeist and in the yeah. popular culture than werewolves. Uh, I don't know if Twilight went into this, but I always thought that werewolves had to scratch instead of bite, even though. I think, yeah, werewolves are a lot more known for their bites than their their scratches, but... Yeah. No, I think bites are pretty common. Yeah, part of the mythology. Okay. I always thought it was scratches. I think I may have heard it from somewhere else. I think that part's dumb. He's like, I want to keep... I want to get a blood sample of this guy. But he contaminates it with his own spit. Yeah, I mean... Just... I don't know. Get... It, it, the movie needs needs him to get a get a, give him a pass. Yeah, the music here that just feels dated. That was another thing. Looks cool. Not much of of yeah, that was pretty cool. But not much like new metal. Yeah, not as much as I would expect. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was like expecting a lot more like new metal and, um, you know that alternative stuff. But no, I was kind of impressed with the score. I'm like, dang. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Just, just by it not seeming what it, what its peers are, like what what you think, like it's gonna sound like because of its peers, it surprised me. I was like, huh? Maybe again, only because of in comparing it to its peers from the you know other movies. But yeah, I was pretty impressed by that. No, that's that's fair, and yeah, I think the the soundtrack or or the score is is good enough for this kind of movie. Oh, certainly, and there's not that much like licensed music, I'd say, except for I think the end and credits. I thought that was a good display of power there. They're doing their little runaway from him, and he still managed to catch up with a moving car. Yeah, because the power, the powers in this sometimes I feel is a little nebulous, so and inconsistent. Yeah, inconsistent, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess yeah, it shows that he's a lot stronger than she is. As we'll, you know, find out a little more. Um, here's where I was a little just like, okay, jump over the car, jump over the car. What are you doing? Jump over <laughs> the car. 
because she's about to like joust him with her car. And I'm expecting him to do that flip that Ray did in episode nine against the TIE fighter. <laughs> oh, no. And he doesn't. I mean, OK, he sort of flips, but like, yeah, just kind of rolls off of it. Yeah, rolls off it and then does like the flip. I'm like, oh, I was kind of hoping for like a full on gymnastics triple dive or whatever it's called. <laughs> That arm blade, that arm blade is pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah, and good setup for it, I guess, since it comes back a couple times. Importantly, so or maybe just once. Importantly, I don't remember if it. <laughs> I think it was once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we haven't talked about Celine here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I kind of mentioned her early, but yeah, go ahead. Um. <laughs> hey, I thought you were protecting this guy. What's what's going on here? I think I think she has a good plot in this, and I like her as the leader of it, like a detective kind of story. I think she's a good lead for that. Um, but I, I think maybe one of the things that doesn't necessarily work is her. Like I think there's just something there that doesn't fully connect, even though I think she's she's good. For, for whatever reason, I can just, I'm just never really super compelled by her, if that makes sense. Um. So here's, and I forgot to mention it earlier as well, but here's where I went a little bit like, okay, these are not the traditional types of vampires. Hmm. And I also should have realized that earlier. I mean, I realized that earlier on. I forgot to mention it as well, but I'm just going to mention it here. I see the vampires shadows and I see their reflections in the mirror. Hmm. And if I recall again, maybe this is a different type of vampire, but I thought, either in Dracula in um, yeah. Carmilla or in other, you know, Van Helsing or what, any of the other like vampire lore um, books from, you know, the late 18th century or 19th century, excuse me. I thought that vampires couldn't enter water. I know the whole holy water thing is another thing, but I thought they could not like go into the water, but you have to like cross the water with like on a boat or something like that. I don't remember what the term was. <laughs> or the the rules are for vampires but like these are not the same vampires in fact these are like different vampires as we'll, we'll and and werewolves as we'll, as we'll see as it progresses but yeah and that is the thing about um i feel especially vampires werewolves can be a little bit more unified but vampire fiction is is so all over the place that it's inconsistent nebulous whatever you want whatever word you want to use yeah nebulous and intentionally so. I mean, a lot of times leaving reference in, in movies or books. It's like, oh, I'm not like the vampires that you would see in a movie. That, that kind of thing, I feel like, pops up a lot. I mean, I, I'm fine with that. I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of room to play around with the mythology. But I I do wish that this movie had been a little bit more um, clear. Because it does feel like I don't, I don't fully get what their power strengths are. And I don't fully get what their weaknesses are necessarily either. So. Yeah. And the other thing is that I haven't really seen shots because it's mostly at night, which at least hopefully keeps the theme of that vampires are indeed still like night walkers and they can't see the light of day. Has there been a full moon yet? Because how is this like these are different werewolves where they are not affected by the moon, the cycles of the moon. Yeah, and, and sometimes in, in werewolf fiction, there'll be a distinction between werewolves who don't have control over their abilities than werewolves who do. 
um, which I feel like sometimes get referred to as lichens. So, or wait a second, maybe I didn't, I didn't see if that Trent Reznor looking vampire, if he had a um, uh, reflection or not in that glass window. Yeah, but this is definitely throwing away the old ways. Yeah. Yes. And um, I've always preferred uh, werewolves who could control their abilities. I feel like, um, like even though I, I quite like the Universal, the Wolfman. Yep. Um, I feel like sometimes those movies are a little unsatisfying because the whole movie is <laughs> the lead character trying to fight against the stuff that we want to see the most, which is him as the Wolfman. Pretty much. And so it's kind of, you know, I'm kind of not on the character's side necessarily all the way through. So, so I appreciate werewolves that can control their ability and it's more part of their character. And it's also annoying in werewolf fiction as well when um, the character for part of the movie isn't the character anymore. He's this like Jekyll side of him. And then he's having to like, oh no, what did I do last time? Like that can get a little boring if you keep seeing it all the time in werewolf stuff. That's fair. And, and that in and of itself for like the Wolfman was just, again, an interpretation using something that already existed, which was like, you know, the Jekyll and Hyde yeah. uh, persona from the, from the book, uh, which I guess hadn't been done before or they couldn't do Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So they're just like, hey, let's stick it on the Wolfman because it's kind of like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, right? Right? Yeah, it definitely is. And also uh, that was one of the first... Uh... Or one of the very early Universal Monster movies, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Never mind. I think it was uh, silent. Stand corrected. Yeah, same with Phantom of the Opera. I think those are the, they count them as the early few. So we see something that you don't really see, or at least I didn't see in this film, which I think Blade sort of goes into. I don't remember fully, but we don't see these vampires you know, again, they, they can't hypnotize either, like you said, all out with the old, yep. uh, other than just sucking blood and they have to be night walkers and having somewhat like, you know, enhanced strength from humans in comparison to like a normal human. Um, yeah. And long lives. And long lives, yes. Immort- immortality. Um, uh, human interaction uh, and how that works. We sort of see that here, obviously, with Michael, although he's already become a werewolf, or at least he's been bitten by a werewolf. We'll see how, uh, if that progresses in anything, but I don't really see if like they, she does drop that one line about banks or whatever it was like, you know, making their own plasma, but like, we don't really see that in, whereas in blade, we kind of go into the, like, again, the, what the vampires own in mm-hmm. comparison to, the the regular human world yeah, and i do feel like that's a weakness to this movie is i don't fully like they give a lot of information about this world and i think it's a cool world but i don't fully have all the details that i feel like i need to really grasp it blade they they spend enough time really laying out how all that stuff works and i think that that makes the movies more uh makes me more engaged in them i think and to be fair that's um <laughs> that's funny uh to be fair though if they're only focusing on like the vampires and the werewolves i think that's not the worst thing yeah and if they are prepping for sequels it's like well then maybe they can show us what the human how the human world interacts with the vampires and werewolves what that's like 
Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. It's a matter of timing, of course. Oh, a little setup there. There we go. Come the dogs, the hounds. Which I don't know if we see the hounds later on or not. <laughs> but they certainly didn't do their job in catching that guy. Yeah, and I just looked at the back of my... Because uh, I actually brought my UMDs out before we started recording. Nice. And I think the first Resident Evil was 2002. This was 2003. Then Resident Evil Apocalypse was 2004. Then Underworld Evolution was 2005. So they really were. Just... Look at that. <laughs> See? See? Yeah, that is funny. For Pitt's sakes, <laughs> that's not a coincidence. And I do remember under, I do remember the sequel being the more enjoyable of the two and the one that I would watch the more often. Yeah, because this one's like set up and then the next one is just crazy. <laughs> From what I remember. And plus, uh, Tony Caron is in it. And Tony Caron is, is just great. Another Doctor Who actor. He plays the uh, the lead antagonist, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I kind of like this Q character here. I think he's, uh, I think that's an enjoyable figure in movies for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't even know why. I forget if he dies or not. It's been a week. Uh, so if he does survive, I hope he comes back because I did enjoy him. He seemed, it's weird that he was a vampire. He didn't seem like his character didn't seem like he would be. That's a cool image a part of like be a vampire, but I don't know. Just, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know like where they're getting all those busts though. That's just limitless bust from somebody. They keep stealing it from, from some like museum somewhere or the bus factory. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry about that. That's totally fine. I assume your film's still going, right? Yeah, yeah. It was just my... Uh, I accidentally bumped my laptop. Oh, that's fair. Um, disconnect from the internet. One little bump can disconnect you from the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, exposition, exposition, exposition about, like... Yeah, so with Celine, there is a rift between Celine and the uh, Trent Lesnar-looking vampire Victor. Um... In that, or yeah, is his name Victor? I forget. Yep. Or wait, wait, do you mean for the lichen or for the vampire? Uh, vampire. Yeah, that that Victor. Yeah, yeah, Victor. the old one. So he's not like an elder, elder, but he's certainly like the leader so far. Oh, but yeah, him and Selena are just like buttonheads. Yeah, Craven. Yeah, I guess I could say for him. Um... Yeah, I guess there's three elder vampires that get to trade off their reins. And yeah, he's the one that's currently in charge. Right. Until he goes back into his long nap. Which I think is a cool idea. Because I, I guess they're doing it just for power distribution because they all want to be in charge. Something like that. Or maybe it's just like, I want to see the different eras, but I don't want to be at risk. So <laughs> let me sleep for a while, basically. <laughs> um. And yeah, it looks like a uh, plot twist. Uh, Lucian and Victor are, or is this Craven? I forget. Uh, this is Craven. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Lucian and Victor are in league with each other. They have an agreement, an arrangement uh, they're making to uh, sort of be on good, well, not good terms, but to be on terms of, di of, of diplomacy. <laughs> 
uh, I think it's more that they're. Yeah, I was I was a little confused honestly about what exactly Craven's uh, goal is with working with the the Lycans. Is it just a way to solidify power? Kind of be on the the winning side because the they're at, they're going to be adding a new kind of side to the equation. This this hybrid. Yes. So spoilers. I guess he thinks whoever has the hybrid side is the side that's going to win this this war. I think, but then it, but then when you again a week ago, I would have told you, I would have known this a week ago, but it's been a week later, so I don't fully know. I probably will remember. I'll get back to you on that. I think I might have an answer for you. Well, it's just like yeah, pay, put a pin in that. I I might have it later. Sure. Also, not looking at the subtitles as often. Yeah, and I'll also mention there. There's explaining it right now. Um during a big fight during kind of this war a big battle in ye ancient times yeah lucian was supposedly killed by craven and so they've been kind of working together for a long while now and it's just finally coming to a head so yeah i'd wondered why and i'll I'll say for my first viewing too a week ago i was uh on some heavy painkillers and kind of nodding and falling asleep so that's why I rewatched half of it today to catch up on the part that I missed. No, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, you could say Celine here is a loose cannon in this vampire society. And I, I think they at least give her enough reason why she's doing that. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that. I've just, her friends were killed and this, this guy, um, again, something's a mess. She's she's getting sticking her nose into too many people's businesses. Yeah, she's she's got that mind of a detective. She's incredibly inquisitive, which I think it works. But there's just it's almost like she's at too much of a distance to ever really for me to ever really get attached to the character. It always feels like I'm just kind of watching her move through a plot. I'm not necessarily with her through the plot. Yeah, especially like they'll they'll get. Th- to it but like you know she does have a backstory of like how she became a vampire i mean not by choice of course but yeah um there's a reason for her back but i don't know if that was compelling to you at all we'll kind of get into that when that happens yeah and and maybe it would have been better if she figured that out like halfway through the movie instead of right at the end because it maybe would have maybe given her a little or maybe made the audience have more of a an in for her so the Creed singer goes from the hospital and then uh, goes back home, is then kidnapped, and then Celine takes him there. Uh, he escapes after getting spooked and then heads back to the hospital. Yeah, now he's bit by a, by a lichen, so yeah, he's going through some changes. Yeah, it's he's getting all these flashbacks to uh, some event that he doesn't know what it is. Which I wasn't entirely clear why that was happening either. Is it just the the combination of the DNA that's sparking like an ancestral memories or something? I thought it was like Lucian's memories transferring into his. But I was like, so is Lucian sort of like leaving behind like a horcrux almost where he's leaving behind a part of himself on him? Or is that just how vampire or sorry, lichen work? That's what I was wondering too. Like, do all the lichens get this? Were they like a piece of the 
person who turned him is just always with them. Well, I guess it'd be an interesting way for them like, to imprint on each other if that was uh, part of their mythology. Indeed. And then here's obviously again, like this can obviously be different where like, okay, if Celine's not a true vampire, um, she's, you know, converted from human to vampire. So she can still have her reflection. Whereas like, you know, Victor, when, when he shows up is a true vampire. So maybe he doesn't cast a shadow nor have a reflection, but I don't think they do that. <laughs> I think that's, I think they're just completely ditching that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Not to harp on that, which again is fair. Yeah. I, I feel like it's fine to change up the mythology if they want. Cause so many vampire, so much vampire fiction does. Even uh, I feel like almost no vampire fiction except for the original Dracula, the book and a few of the adaptations include the ability to uh, transform into different animals. Yes. Or like, you know, mist. Yeah. Or mist or or, uh, a vapor. Yes. They don't, they don't do that. I think. Okay. Castlevania Lords of Shadows 2 has possession where you can possess yourself into a rat. Mm. But, and you sort of can turn Misty in that. Uh, Infamous Festival of Blood sort of had, like, it mostly had you turning into a cluster of bats rather than, like, smoke or anything like that. So, yeah, fair enough. So yeah, I can't really think of maybe some video games now to like was it vamp no vampire masquerade no one of those uh, battle royale games with vampires and I think that one might have been more I don't know I think your point remains though is that they keep forgetting about that or just intentionally changing the mythology too because I mean that that may be a like a base template that they're all kind of taking from but it was you know a long long time ago. And there's plenty of room to evolve the uh, the vampire myth. Certainly many moons ago. Oh, yeah, certainly. And again, there's nothing wrong with them doing a, geez, a uh, different take on this. I think this is a really cool idea. That they just let them desiccate and then have them in these little... Then just survive them like that. I think that's fun. Just drain <laughs> the blood dry and then bring them back by you know feeding them blood. Yeah, and it's... Probably gonna need a lot of blood though, unless like their hearts doing the duplicating of blood. Yeah, that's I was thinking that too. I was like, I feel like I need to bring like a human in there and just like slit their throat, just like half drain them. Pretty much, or just you know, do a blood transfusion. Yeah, and then we get a little bit of like a Hellraiser section of the movie, which I think is interesting too. Of uh, just like we see the inside of the heart. Well, you, we see like the the body slowly coming back together. It's not like a immediate turn. Like that's a lot of the first Hellraiser is we see uh, someone just like in various states of returning to being a human. I see. Okay, yeah, that's that's what you mean. Um, so we kind of get a not flashback, but we get a flash, a setup really, in or something, a comparison where, as the Leitinger Creed, he's getting his visions from Lucian's bite, Mark and her blood. And then Celine gave mm. Victor some of her blood and he's basically getting 
her memories and of the past like two days or whatever it is uh, as a way of informing him and ex- giving him exposition without, you know, <laughs> just yeah. doing an exposition scene, which they could just do off screen as they like lead into it. And they like, and that's the end of the exposition. Yeah. Which I guess, yeah, saves them some time. And it does seem like a cool idea. That they encode uh, their blood with messages. It's kind of interesting. It is. It is interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. And I think a lot of the the design work uh, is cool in this movie too. Like I thought that the uh, like the little structure of his little sleeping area down there, the uh, the the I was gonna say the coffin, but I guess it's kind of a coffin. It's a coffin. The coffin looks cool. Yeah. So so good 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 work in the uh, the aesthetic of the movie at least. Thanks, man. How much do uh, I owe you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I've got nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I work for these guys. Not the other way around. Yeah, here comes the jerk brigade. Brigade. Trent Reznor's not looking happy. <laughs> That's so bad because I really love Trent Reznor. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the Craven actor is good. I like him. He's got a good way of being a dick. Like he's got a douchebag energy that that comes across well. Yeah, that's fair. And it's weird later when he's like, I thought we had plans, like we were gonna end up together. But like he always seems like he's pissed off at her and like he doesn't like her at all. Yeah, <laughs> I can see somebody like saying, Oh, this guy's acting is bad. It's like I think I think it works. <laughs> I don't know if there's really any chemistry between these two when it comes to romance. So I don't know how that's going to work, but maybe it's not like, well, aren't her and aren't Celine and uh, Trent Reznor supposed to be like getting hitched? Yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to be. Yeah. But I don't think she's interested. I think she's like, maybe it was something that was like expected of her, but something that she didn't want. Well, again, it's an arranged marriage, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which she of course shows no interest in. She'd rather get to the bottom of why, you know, the werewolves are using humans, which, I mean, I thought, isn't that the other thing of, like, shouldn't they be converting people into other werewolves and vampires or, or no? Yeah, I thought the werewolves were, and that's what we kind of saw that underground fight club, like they're they're training up a little army. But, he's pissed. How dare he? <laughs> Oh, and Bill Nye, he hears his introduction. Here we go. Always like that guy. Oh, I guess not really his introduction, just his voice. Well, very short introduction. We'll, we'll get more from later, of course. But, okay, so Michael goes to hospital, goes home, goes to mansion, uh, runs away, goes to hospital, then goes back to mansion. And then it's now all going away from mansion. What the hey is going on here? Yeah, this image here feels very Hellraiser. Yeah, I was just like, huh. This makes perfect sense, actually. That they would have like all these needles in their back injecting them with blood, mm-hmm. like a continuous stream of blood to refill their body. Like, no, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and I do feel like the movie gets a little better with Bill Nye in it. 
I think he's just got a great presence and a just a great voice. So I enjoy hearing him uh, read his lines. <laughs> I concur. Uh, was he also in Doctor Who of any sort? Oh, he sure was. He was actually in the same episode that Tony Curran from the next movie was uh-huh. in. Yeah. Timing. Yeah, Vincent and the Doctor, their uh, Vincent Van Gogh episode. Ah, interesting. One of the uh, one of the best New Who episodes. You heard it here, folks. For first, folks, you'll never hear him say that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'll definitely say it again. Like, top ten New Who episodes. Yep, definitely top ten for New Who. That's one of the few ones that I would, if people would be like, oh, like, I've always wanted to check out this Doctor Who show. I'd be like, I would recommend that one. Hey, come on. You got the hots for him. Do you think she's attracted to him or, or interested in him now? Or do you think it develops throughout the movie? I don't know. She's She doesn't seem like she's into anybody. Yeah, but then at the end, it does seem like they have some sort of weird connection, but... It doesn't really... connection is not the same as romance though like connection is connection but that is not exclusive to romance i thought there was some vague romance but it was weird i didn't fully well i guess we'll see yeah no i i, I don't feel like she does have that like itch for him but that's just me no well, here's the uh the undressing <laughs> slapping him down I think the makeup on him looks good. I really do enjoy it. Um, yeah, no, I <laughs> high praise and cool concept with the blood uh, uh, vials coming out of him and tube, excuse me. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what's disappointing about the movie is I do feel like they have a lot of elements that that work, but it's just the whole doesn't quite come together enough for me to to ever really want to go back and rewatch it. You know, it's been sitting on my shelf for so many years and I never had a, a pull to check it out again. Yeah, of course. Until I was just like, Hey, let's watch this again. Oh yeah. So, uh, Victor, it turns out that, uh, you were supposed to be awakened a century after this. Yeah. I like that moment. And the other guy was supposed to come out. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some, definitely some cool concepts. It just feels like it's a, not, it's a well-written world. I'll say that. Like it has history yeah. involved, which is nice. And that's a good thing about the first movie that you deal with is, is the history of the world. Yeah. Um, and this Michael character certainly does feel a little bit better than like, say, you know, the agent from the first Hellboy film, not to knock that guy down, but just mm-hmm. like, obviously mm-hmm. we all know, like he's the audience surrogate. Yeah. Or the, uh... And same with Michael. But, you know, it kind of factors in the plot more. Yeah, the romantic interest in the first Blade. She's just some doctor. Pretty much. I guess he's just some doctor, too. (laughs) But has a little bit more of an interesting back history. It's not just, but, you know, it certainly turns out to be something a little more. And tied to her and many other people's history. Yeah. Uh, now, this is a little bit of spoilers, but I do think that um, it was a silly choice to have his name be Corvin. Like, I feel like they sh- his name should have been something different. I mean, you raise a good point, and that goes into something else. So maybe I'll get into that uh, now and just, you know, 
what who they're looking for an ancestor by the name of Corvus, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, that was what he was the 13th, was it fifth or 13th century? Um, I think it may have been earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you're right. But, um, where was I going? Yes. So he has a name like that all the way dating back to, let's say like, you know, five BC or or five AD, Hmm. excuse me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, how does, yeah. How is Corvus still a thing? Like how is it Corvin by like the 21st century? What's going on here? Yeah. And I do think it's odd that scene too, when they're discussing the, the Corvinus, uh, clan because at first victor's like huh that's just a silly legend that there was these three siblings from corvinus one of them was bit by a bat and became a vampire one was bit by a wolf and became a a wolf or a lichen i should say and then the third was just a human but then almost immediately after he's complaining about being a myth he's like and there's a descendant of corvinus right here marcus and I was like, wait, I thought you just said it was some silly legend. So <laughs> that was kind of weird, too. Yep. But I do like that all the, the three of them are all like tied into each other. I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, hopefully, we'll, I'll, I'll say a little more of that when it comes, because we got uh, the Celine's backstory. Yeah. Which I did. I felt like Kate Beckinsale did a good job, you know, delivering her lines, because... Yeah, she's a different kind of character. I'm, I'm glad we're not doing an amnesiac story because that would, hmm. I'm going to say, be inappropriate, but just like, I don't think it's needed for this. Um, but yeah, it just shows the character has history in this world. I feel like if she was giving this exact same performance in an anime, I feel like I would, I could get into it more, but for whatever reason even though I really do think she is doing a good job and she's quite pretty and I like her outfit and her, her hair. There's just something about her that just feels a little impenetrable. Like I can never really get into the character in this one. Hmm. They started the war, or at least that's what I've been told. And we should, we cannot uh, investigate the past. Hmm. Sounds very controlling yeah. and or authoritarian. Yeah. Just accept the old stories and yeah, don't look into it further. Now this, you could say like, oh, maybe it's the start of it. Fair enough, but it led to something though. Um, which was this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Chained. So, yeah, no, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's fair. God, what is the, what do you think that material is that she's wearing? like latex black latex or probably but it does not look comfortable <laughs> i i couldn't even tell you it's not leather i know that for a fact maybe it is but it just looks like, like it'd be really sticky on your skin yeah you wouldn't want to be stuck inside a heat dome with that thing on <laughs> So could he just shoot off the chain <laughs> or, you know, shoot the desk off, <laughs> shoot himself. I don't know. What was that reaction by her there? She almost, was it reco- thinking of her past or 
Yeah, I, I'll give it that. I'm just like either that or the kiss or or a combination of both. Also, I'm, that Maserati that she's driving just it's kind of stunning to me. That's a Maserati. It looks so bland for. But 2000, the early 2000s, like cars from like 2001 or. Yeah, I guess 2003 as well. They all had like this plasticky look like there was just not a great time for vehicles. Yeah, I remember I forget what the vehicle they drive in X Men Two, but I see what you mean. <laughs> and I do like all like the uh, the kind of political element of the house and trying to move up the ranks and kind of the the leader's respect. I think all that stuff uh, is kind of fun. I will say I certainly enjoy this. Nah, eh, well, I don't know why. This, I enjoy this slightly more than. Castlevania season two, uh, <laughs> even though once again, a lot of these vampires don't get a lot to do. Yeah. And yet I'm fine with that. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I think they do enough. It's maybe because they all don't look distinct, which is fine. Whereas all those vampires in season two, I will get to it one day. But <laughs> one of my big problems with that season two is that just, you have all these like, like all these vampires in the background there and they have like distinct styles and whatnot and from the distinct culture and they don't talk mm. like that's just stupid if you ask me and backwards sorry didn't write it <laughs> sorry sorry anyways this is not this not that movie not this movie he looks kind of creepy here like this like a little bit more human but... <laughs> yeah it's weird on like the back he's still you know withered away but in the front he's uh what is it in the front he's kind of starting to regain a semblance of life yeah, getting some more hairs going on a couple things again it's taking time i assume and now here's her like confessional with him and then she's like he's his, he's her father figure yep yeah and I, I do i do actually like their dynamic quite a bit in the movie i think it's i think he's the best actor working with her agreed in terms of their on-screen chemistry and maybe that's maybe it's because her uh, whatever wall that she has up throughout the rest of the movie feels like it comes down with him. So, <laughs> even though he's still on her side, he still has um, still part of the old ways, of course. And he wants hard facts, hard truths. And he really is just you know stuck with his whole you know vampire like a very elitist with like you know vampires are the superiors and werewolves or lichens are the you know inferiors to us yeah <laughs> i like his little his, whatever he's doing right there his harumph or whatever you want to call yeah. it which <laughs> kind of i yeah i mean does this is this film does get a little social comment, has some social commentary, which I was surprised by. But again, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that when it comes up, which it sort of has now, but I want to save it for a later point. Sure. And this, in this commentary, don't worry. Not like next. Com <laughs> I haven't seen the next film yet. <laughs> I got to at least do one of these films first before I watch the next one, like for pit six, I'm going to like merge the two together in my mind. Yeah. And I, I will say, I hope we get through them somewhat quickly because, uh, earlier this year now playing podcast uh, decided to cover all these and so i've been holding off uh going through their their podcast 
because I've been waiting for us to to do them first. Fair enough, but <laughs> we at least got to do a few more Resident Evils before that. That's fair. Yeah, we can try to do at least one more. Yeah, before we get to the second, uh, uh, whatever one of these is, uh, uh, evolution. Sorry. Well, great. Celine's now gonna like be held is on a spider's web that's about to snap. Wow, a tear. Even even though she like you know thought telling Vic- Victor all this uh, doesn't convince him, and thus Craven is still in charge. Yep. So the rebel and or the sleuther of the entire like league uh, is wrong and is being told not to do this. Craven. She knows way too much and she's, you know, rebel within the system. Like, you know, how dare she get right there. Social policy, social commentary. Oh, disorder amongst the ranks. Yeah, slapped him. I'm so jealous of his sideburns. I always wanted sideburns, but I just could never grow them like that. I still wish I, I could get them like that. Um, I maybe if I did it properly, I could, but like, so if I trim them properly, I, I get them perfectly. But, um, I sort of had sideburns when, uh, in 2017, after I watched Logan, I, I don't know if you remember, but I like, uh, grew up my mutton chops. <laughs> Oh no, I don't remember that. <laughs> okay, no, that's fair. I Dutch angle just completely liked that in honor of Wolverine. That was five years ago, which I don't have to anymore, given that. Uh, well, I don't know what Deadpool three is going to look like. <laughs> Holy shit! Isn't he back? Isn't Hugh Jackman back? <sighs> that seems so weird. <laughs> it's kind of surreal, isn't it? It is. I think I saw this on TV once. That didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next, try shooting right at the base on your hand. The bullet will just bounce right off, I think. Yeah, no, right at the wristband itself. That Nothing should go wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen with Deadpool and Wolverine. Like, <sighs> Yeah, it's it's baffling. And I, I... I mean, I hope Laura's in it. Like, I really hope that she returns in it somehow, in some capacity. And maybe she wears the suit and maybe like, you know, what sucks is that they could do an X-Force film, which they already did in apparently Deadpool 2, if you told me correctly. But like, man, we could get those silver suits. That'd be really cool. Mm. The train has arrived. Uh, Is this platform nine and three quarters? (laughs) The question (laughs) is that, is it? (laughs) No, sorry. This is platform 10 and uh, five (laughs) eighteenths. I got a little council. This little section here, for whatever reason, makes me think of the third Twilight book. I remember there was like a werewolf and a train thing with these vampire elders. Not that I remember that book too well, but yeah. Did you read that one? Did you read those Twilight books at all? No, I never did. I'm like, maybe that's because, you know, the I was with the meme and whatnot, but that's some good CGI there. Hmm. A rarity, this guy says. <laughs> the zero thing he'll ever yeah not too. look at those sunglasses those are some dated ass sunglasses oh yeah and they look awesome oh wow wait till they come back into style oh no even then i thought those sunglasses looked bad i remember oh trust me they're coming back i remember when i saw terminator uh rise of the machines i was like wow really they took away his cool sunglasses and gave him those crappy modern ones it's just like so cheap 
Eek. <laughs> yeah. They look like plastic again. Fortunately. Now, in a way, probably are plastic. That yeah. That that scene with Amelia arriving in the train, like this elder, uh, it does remind me a bit of some of the again other vampires in season two of Castlevania, uh, where they're just background characters and that's it. They don't have any personality. But somehow she didn't peeve me off as much as they did. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because this is a film that's only an hour and... Uh, no, sorry, two hours and one minute, whereas Castlevania Season 2 is ten episodes. Sorry, mm. eight episodes that are half an hour each. So 24 minutes, excuse me. So my patience can only go for so long. <laughs> You're getting broken out. I believe you. I also may want to... uh, I assume that will entail something later on. I actually don't remember what she... Like, why she's doing this. Or what what, what this leads her to. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. I don't... Oh, it's just like a power play thing. I figured. That's what I thought. Like, where, again, she's trying to muck over uh, Craven. Yeah, and that was, I remember one of the scenes in the extended cut, um, like right before Celine did something that like drew his attention, he got mad. Like him and that chick were hooking up and they were yep. getting pretty hot and heavy. And then Celine did something wrong and she was like, no, stay with me. So. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Try to like, you know, get better position in the political spectrum here. No, that makes, that makes sense. All right, I hope he's not done something to himself that screwed himself over, like point a gun in his chains. <laughs> oh, but I wanted to mention just uh, again, a little off topic with the uh, the Wolverine mention you're talking about. Oh, go ahead. He's he's an animal based character, so is like werewolves. You you think I don't know if we've had Wolverine become like a werewolf or a were Wolverine, but like, yeah, you know, that's got to happen at some point, right? Like it's comic books course they've had to do that at some point or like squirrel girl becomes a were squirrel <laughs> or ant-man becomes a were ant <laughs> oh i wouldn't be surprised they'll do like a monsters uh crossover event they already yeah. did marvel zombies like why the flip have they not done like werewolf night or, or whatever lichen night or not lichen but you know like were night or spider-man becomes a were spider <laughs> oh boy that'd be terrible I know they've done they've done man spider with him. I know that where he like turned into a giant spider, but like now nah, let's get like a were knight with all the animal based themes. I mean the lizard kinda is already that. Oh, but I was gonna say maybe we'll get uh get an invaders movie now that Namor's in there and they got the new Captain America. And I'm assuming we're gonna get the human torch at some point. So wouldn't be the original human torch, but Man, I wanna go to Marvel and ask them to like ask for permission to make like a limited series on human torch. Cause I got the perfect idea for the human torch, uh, the Johnny storm version or the, the original human torch. No, no, the original Jim Hammond version. Mm. Yeah, no, it'd be cool if they could somehow include them both. Oh boy. This guy's fallen. He's dead. He's going to die. Oh, how could this happen? The flip happened what? there. Holy crap. Like how there was like no glass in there. I guess it could have just fallen. Did he? She hit anything, or did they hit anything? Like what's going on? Look at this. Cops are everywhere. Man, look at these guys. 
They're agents. Dicks with guns. Get out of here. Yeah, I think in Blade 2, they were like familiars, a lot of the cops. Yeah, cool idea. I'll say that. Yeah. Makes perfect sense as well. These guys are driving a Benz. What the hey? Hey, that's what it's like in Europe, you know? (laughs) Basically. No freaking trucks in Europe, my rear. (laughs) (laughs) Only Broncos. (laughs) Oh, my mom was uh, in Scotland recently and she was saying that uh, the driving was the weirdest part. She was like, all their roads are so tiny. They're all so narrow and small. (laughs) How do you think a Texan feels whenever they go to Scotland? Or their street's pretty big in Texas? I guess, yeah. Well... We could ask our friends for pit sakes. Like they have yeah. like eight lanes on each side. Yeah, and even Vancouver, I mean, driving in Surrey or Langley, then you go down to Vancouver, it's like, holy crap, like why are they so small? Oh golly. You mean like the suburbs and where all the houses are? Yeah, houses are, yeah. But even sometimes just the regular streets. It's like what the hell? Pretty much. Just how it is, isn't it? Yeah, I like those uh the lichen uh, forms i think those look good for the most part yeah they really do and you'd be surprised by that like how physical it is i was pretty impressed by that as well yeah okay yeah this film surprised me like i i, I genuinely was surprised when i watched this film i was like yeah i was expecting something over the top and and garbage and you know mm-hmm. like so bad it's good but said i got like a semi above average but like somewhat bland but not like the world building or anything like that film yeah and that's what's so weird about it because even the story is interesting and i like the detective element of it i don't know where it's not connecting but yeah somewhere along the way it just doesn't fully engage but it's not a boring film i'll I'll say that yeah oh there's the full moon okay fine there there we go oh hey yo finally Oh shit! Turn those eyes. Those eye. That eye effect is cool. That eye effect is really cool. He's got the shakes. He's got the quakes. It's a full moon. He's got to go out. He is. His sex drive is activated. Oh jeez! He's got super libido. This was funny. This was funny. This is a great part of like diegetic music, isn't it? Where the yeah where the people yeah. can hear it. That's fine. I thought that was hilarious. Ah, make the music stop. Why? <laughs> no, please don't. I thought that was a cool effect, too. Cool use of CGI. It clearly is CGI, though. You can see yeah. kind of how dated it is. But I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Like, Yeah, it works okay enough. They remaster, like, Star Wars prequels and trilogies, but, like, they refuse to remaster this movie. What kind of crap <laughs> is this? Yeah, Len Wiseman, where's his uh, ability to uh, talk the studio into releasing a new cut? Every single, like, visual effects from, like, 1990 to now needs to be recreated and are um, updated with the modern graphics because it should be so easy, right? Because visual effects can do anything. Visual effects artists, like, you know, have to do it all. And Hey, I mean, uh, you know, they don't get underpaid in crap. There are a number of movies that could be really helped by updating some of their effects but i i'm against it but because i feel like you know don't change history you know the movie is what it is it is, certainly is look at that coat yeah it's a cool coat 
Yeah, it's like, uh, or at least, you know, if you're going to do that, like, I sort of agree with him. But, um, you know, if you're going to do it, at least do what Ghost in the Shell did. If you bought the right edition for it, that is. Um, maybe not so much the 2.0 edition where that one is the main. Yeah, main event. Freaking, uh, main, not main event, but that's the first thing that you can click on. Whereas you have to go into the extras to find the original film. <laughs> Sorry, still not over that. Yeah, my copy of uh, my copy of Underworld the DVD I have is only the unrated cut. Doesn't have the theatrical on it. I always think that's annoying. But anyways, yeah, no. If you're at least gonna have like both editions on there, then that's at least very helpful. I like this scene quite a bit. Okay, confessional time. Yes, I agree. I like the scenes too. I like Craven in the background. He's like, oh shit, my time's running out. He's just got this really seedy look. He looks all. I'm just gonna stand behind or stand near the door. And I, I wonder why he. I guess he has to stand there, and he's just like, maybe he won't give me away. Yeah, no. He's just like, ah, you know, act normal, like nothing. Again, like not part of the ruse, not part of this pact or anything like that. It's conspiracy. And I like how, he, as he's telling the story, he like almost gets distracted just thinking of all the possibilities, and then she has to like, oh yeah torture him again like no come on keep going keep going he's like a doddering old man just drifting off <laughs> or excuse me corvin us what the heck yeah, corvinus yeah but his name is michael corvin I was like what the heck and it was funny that we saw some other corvins like there's a whole bunch of them around oh yeah i was like what the hell which at least <laughs> makes sense of like okay this explains everything of why all those guys were they were taking blood samples from them his name should have been Mark Mike uh, Michael Corleone. <laughs> There's a little bit of it in there, you know, the core. Yeah, we made him Italian, but you know, not a bad thing. This is the part he was just like trailing off. I'm just like keep talking again. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> he just continues the story. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the part I was talking about earlier. The son of the Corvinus clan. Yep. So now we can. So now. Here's that pin we were talking about. We can take it out and we can talk about it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's right now when he says that line. Like, it's just an old myth. Yeah, there you go. A ridiculous legend. Nothing more. Yeah, then like, give it a few seconds and he'll. Yeah. <laughs> right. What? That should have been cut out during a second edit. Looking at Marcus. It's a ridiculous myth. Now there's a descendant right there. <laughs> So, I don't know. I missed that one. I like this idea, this notion that the vampires and the werewolves kind of stem or stemmed from a virus. It seemed mm. uh, this is more what you might see with like modern vampires. If if you were like making vampires modern, and I don't mean like from ancient times, but you know the 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 virus. If that makes sense. Again, like what I Am Legend sort of did. Yeah, exactly. But this is different where it treats it more like, in fact, almost what the original uh, Dracula was, which was kind of an infection. And or at least yeah, like a metaphor. the analogy for, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, I was supposed to say ableism. Sorry. Um, <laughs> albinoism and uh, whatever that other thing was that it was looking at. Yeah, and I'm, I'm currently trying to look it up because there was another movie that kind of was taking inspiration from this and blade. I was gone. And it was uh, a, a movie where, yeah, it was like a, the vampire like plague was a breakout 
and it like changed the world because uh, the disease just. What was that movie that had Willem Dafoe in it? I'm currently looking it up. <laughs> Came out in like 2011 or something. Not Contagion, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about as well. Daybreakers. Daybreakers. Cool movie for my memory. Maybe. Maybe that'll be one we have to break out. But here's the movie twist is that they are trying to interbreed uh, through bloodlines and or, you know, uh, artificial evolution, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Combining both bloodline, the blood literally of a vampire with a werewolf. Not through sex, just through, you know, infusions of blood. <laughs> because that's how that, that's how, <laughs> of course, don't you know anything about science? <laughs> yeah, for all the uh, the Doctor Who fans, where's Peter Capaldi to say hybrid? Because there's one season when that, that was like the theme. And every episode he'd be like, but they're a hybrid. <laughs> it got really annoying. <laughs> huh. And he would just say the same, like deliver it the same way all the time, eh? Yeah, he would always look really excited and like, like, oh, I can't believe it again. Another hybrid. <laughs> so the uh, extras and or the other, I guess, security guards or soldiers from Equilibrium just show up. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, there's another movie that I'm sure would be very dated. Oh, uh, we're watching that one at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, I just I don't know what it was about this time period that feels so maybe it's just because it was the time period that we grew up in. And seeing all this stuff over and over. Oh, shoot. It just feels like it all dates so poorly. A lot of this stuff. Claude. I like that punch. Yeah, just like took half his face off. Yeah, man. Yeah, pretty much. Could have been a little more gory, but anyway. So finally, she gets her assurance from him that he believes her fully. But there's a catch. She must kill Michael, our lead singer of Creed. Yeah, and Bill Nye, I mean, the guy, he's just got such a, just a way of capturing you with his deliveries. Oh, yeah. And it's particular to him, like, no one else really talks like him. Not just his accent, but just the way he savors lines or gives strange deliveries. There's a reason, like, Bunchy used him in Destiny for, like, I don't know, a year or two, whenever it was. No, they killed him in, like, the start of two, so never mind, for three years. Oh, for, for what? He's probably what making it two. Oh, when uh, when Bungie made, uh, he's a character in Destiny. Oh, Destiny. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, spoilers. He dies in the beginning of two. <laughs> for, <laughs> Statue of Limitations for a five-year-old <laughs> game. <laughs> wow, five years. Not that anybody remembers his character. Shows you how much of an impact that character made. Anyway. So now that other Bud's dead, but Lucian is still alive and time to monologue. No, I'm just kidding. Time to prepare the specimen for the hybrid. <laughs> trying to trying to make it sound like Donald Pleasance and how he would sound. <laughs> I shot him nine times. <laughs> Six times, I think it was. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm thinking back to the red letter media discussion <laughs> with him. I shot him six times. I shot him six times. Yeah, getting all crazy. Yeah, this is another backstory scene. I like I like that they uh we get the two conflicting stories of the backstory. I like how oh, they yeah. weave that through. I think that works. Yeah, again, this is like showing this This does it way better than tw- okay, 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 okay. <laughs> pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. Okay, I've not watched 
or read the Twilight movies and or books. Mm. Okay. So I don't say this, but I will say this. This is interesting. Like this whole movie, I was like this moment right here. Uh, and I'll get to it when he starts talking about it, but is just wonderful. And probably Michael Sheen's like, I don't know, like best part of the movie. I'd say like Bill yeah. Nye, he's up there, but like Michael Sheen, just when he did, de- when he delivers that, Oh man, like I'm like, he all of a sudden made this film. Like it's an intelligent think piece mm. about like the ethics of, uh, uh, power structures and of, of, those in slavery I'm like what the flip like this guy actually like compelled me to make this film feel higher than it is yeah and, and this scene here feels like um it feels very similar to a scene in interview with the vampire but i think it i think just the power of the concept holds holds strong in both of these in the weird way that they directed or edited i should say like there's like a how do you describe what we're seeing there? So it wasn't, it was show and they didn't tell us. It's weird, right? Like that worked. At least I think yeah. it worked personally. Yeah. Where they didn't tell us much, but we could, because they seeded this scene over and over again that, you know, lead singer of Creed was, was having visions of. Mm-hmm. And now we see the full flashback. It works perfectly. No, it definitely does. And it's very well well done visually. And Michael Sheen, yeah, really commits to the scene and really helps helps make it feel real. <laughs> Bill Nye looks like such an asshole there. It's just like, look at this pathetic creature. Yeah. This low level creature. Doesn't kill the guy, surprisingly, just like, you know. Yeah, and I like the way they subvert it with the uh, because they kind of play these lichens as like these little underground, like uh, low life, like terrorists almost. Yep. And then we kind of see that oh maybe the vampires made them this way, like they're this these hunted people, just like living life on the lamb. Wait, his daughter was Red Sonia. What the heck? Again, yeah, giving way more, I think, thought into this whole movie and kind of making it, again, a personal war in a way. And there you go, slaves. This is it right here. And this, mm. I'm pretty sure this is the case in vampire lore where, like, the werewolves would be, like, the guardians to um, the vampires, if I recall. I mean, technically speaking, yes, because remember that werewolf in Nosferatu? <laughs> Oh, oh yes okay yeah <laughs> or the wolf yeah you know i was i was thinking of something during that scene and i i don't know how the true this is but um i'm curious if just in terms of the this the style of the characters um in terms of their outfits and kind of their living life on the lamb kind of underground if maybe they were drawing some comparisons to Romani uh, people in Europe. I was literally thinking of that. I even thought some of the people in uh, that first, like, you know, fist fight or whatever it was, I thought, mm. or the, like, you know, underground fight club. Uh, I thought they looked like Romani. Like I legitimately yeah. was thinking that. Yeah, and at least with the old universal, uh, the wolf man, that is where the, uh, the curse, at least uh, it's those traveling, yeah, that that word. 
I brings see. the curse. So so that would be a connection there that they could be feeding into. And I know they're like everybody has long hair, but yeah, if you yeah. understand your this, I like this movie that it like has an identity with like if you know your European history with like you know these are like the higher upper class like British people potentially, and then like everybody mm-hmm. else is like you know dirt or, or whatever I don't know, i'm not saying that but yeah so we at least know what lucian's fight in this war is for he has clear motivations yeah but again it seems like uh uh craven here is just kind of like i guess trying to acquisition power and doesn't really care for the cause so much as that he remains in charge yeah, and maybe he doesn't want to go to sleep. Maybe he wants to to keep and stay up, and because I guess it it probably wasn't up to him to uh, set up that in the first place. Their little cycle. I believe so. Again, maybe I'm I'm wrong on that, and maybe he also kind of like in uh in Blade, what's that kid's name? Where he's just like, oh yeah, you know the the old vampires, they're just they're old hacks and whatnot. You know, okay, boomers and all that stuff. Oh yeah, the the Norman Reedus character. Yeah, no, that's in. No, I meant in Blade. Did I say Blade Two? I thought I meant oh, Blade One. Oh, Blade One. Yeah, yeah the Stephen Dorff. Uh, yeah, Stephen Dorff's character. Yeah, where he's just like, ah, you guys are old and lame. Um, I'm the new hip <laughs> modern vampire. Like, hey, you should, yeah. you know, let's 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 everybody, you know, uh, kill. I'm gonna kill all of you guys because yeah, you guys are just old and old fashioned. And this kind of has it a bit. Treats it a little bit. More intelligently, I'd say we gave give it some thought. Yeah, and I we didn't really comment during the the couple scenes that um, Craven had with Victor, but Victor clearly seems like a dominating personality that has some sort of control over. Like Victor is pretty low on, or uh, Craven's kind of low on the elder scale. Oh yes, no, it's so elder stuff. So maybe he just wants to get rid of that guy because he's like, fuck those condescending bastards. <laughs> and we, we do find out later that maybe Victor isn't that great of a leader. Maybe he's doesn't really follow his own rules. He's kind of an asshole and leaves this guy to clean up his messes. So maybe he just doesn't oh. want to do that shit anymore. Oh, the betrayal. Shot in the back, you spineless person. I like the way those bullets uh, kind of bleed silver i think that's cool yeah so instead of uv light they like you know um q was saying it's like now it's the reverse of fortune where the silver is now within him yeah oh man craven you spineless spineless scumbag yeah i was just looking up the uh the definition of the word craven it says noun a cowardly person Tell that to Spider-Man. <laughs> a, syn- uh, uh, a synonym is uh, lily-livered. <laughs> that is synonym. So, you know, that's another thing. We really haven't gotten a live-action Craven yet. Unless, you know, well, I've technically missed two Spider-Man films. Three. So I don't know if, like, we finally see... Well, okay, but I guess I should... I'm only not counting Into the Spider-Verse because that's animated. So I've missed two Spider-Man live-action films maybe craven could be in there i don't know no but i think he is coming soon i think he is i mean for... if they're prepping sinister jack off then they have to like have him in there the great sinister jack off i like that i don't know if they're uh oh 
lose. I, I was going to try to imitate his voice, but maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> He's not looking good there. It is a very distinct voice. I'm curious if he went into uh, voice acting. He'd be really good, dude. You know, I feel like he was maybe in the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. Because I feel like that voice, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Maybe I'll look it up. Throw you in the water. Because that does something. Of course not. <laughs> oh, yeah, and this. Technically speaking, I think he is doing proper whipping, if I recall. I know it sounds stupid, but I remember seeing a video years back when it comes to actual like whip competitions. Because, yes, those exist with like two whips. And they kind of do stuff like that, I, I think. As much as it is about like you know a lot of spinning and whatnot, it's like I think mm-hmm. that's right, and that was a really good transformation. Yep, look good. He's pissed. Fuck you, dude. No one whips me anymore. We're not your liking slaves. What do you think I am? A lion in a circus? Call if the next Indiana Jones film has this, I'll laugh. Oh crap. Oops. That guy's a dummy. <laughs> yeah, even I was like shocked when I saw that up close. I'm like, that looked real. It looked good. Like, yeah. okay, it looked kind of, you know, not fully basic, but that's the thing that stood out for me. I'm like, why did that look so real? At what point, at which movie do they uh, just completely switch to CGI and it looks bad? <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Again, I have no clue what this franchise becomes at a certain point. Okay, fair enough. So. I've only seen the trailers that were on TV and I don't remember them. I remember one of them looked really snowy. That's all I remember. Yeah, I remember there's snow involved in one point. And I even remember the sequel having a lot of snow, um, Evolution, but I guess we'll guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll you know, we'll get to that. <laughs> Probably been like yeah, again like 2008 maybe when it's the last time I watched that one. Okay, so is Selena going to be able to do it? Is she going to be able to kill this lead singer of Creed that she's had a close bond with over the course of the film? Yeah, close. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, do you think she's or like the characters have earned their friendship or their their connection by this point? Or has there not been enough to like warrant it? Mm, I I wonder a little bit if it's the if he's just like a MacGuffin and their her attraction to him comes more from her like dissatisfaction with her own vampire people. That's pretty much it. And he's like, like they're all like political and grumpy bastards, and he's like a a little bit more like a regular person. So something new for. Her. But no, I don't feel like they've earned that much of a like impactful relationship or anything like that. Yeah, maybe she is attracted to humans potentially. I don't know. That's that's interesting. But I, yeah, I'll agree with you in that. Like, I don't think this. Uh, well, to be fair, we could explore more of that in the next movie. Yep. Guy seriously looks like he's from Equilibrium. I'm not even kidding you. I think they have like a similar looking trench coat. No, it it very similar. Yep, that's another one. Yeah, Matrix, Blade, Equilibrium, this, and I feel like there was a few others that were all kind of. Wow, what's another one? Uh, Dark City. 
uh, not as bad, but that's a really cool movie. Okay. Yeah, not like the full black leather. Oh, the Shaft remake. The Shaft remake. Oh, yeah. Full black leather. I keep wanting to say the net, but I've never seen the net. I don't know if that has that. I guess technically X-Men, if you want to count that, like that X-Men film yep. certainly is way more like, I don't want to say like new metal aesthetic, but I don't know. That's what I always think of. Like when I think of new metal, I just think of these films. Holy crap. So, this isn't even new metal. <laughs> Yeah, I hope Q didn't die there, by the way. I was like, oh, man, I like his character. Yeah, hopefully not. But whatever. Maybe he'll pop up in the sequel. He's still alive. Somehow he still lives. You can't kill me, motherfuckers. You are, yeah, one hard <laughs> son of a gun to put down. It's like, why are you guys no. going to attack me? Like, I thought... I'm aware, like, you guys attacked, you guys kidnapped me and injected me with blood. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would attack him. I think that was just some sort of contrivance. It was either that or just to, like, say, like, oh, is the werewolf finally turned on them? It's like, they brought him here. Like, what's going yeah. on? It should have been a vampire that was coming in the knees. Like, yeah. Crap. Oh, yeah, see this? Some of this stuff feels, yeah, I don't know, a little more like it's leaning into a romance. Look at those looks. Michael Sheen, what are you thinking? Yeah, what was he thinking? Oh, and here comes Victor, just, you know, trying to show, he, he walks in, he's like, all right, let me show everybody who's boss. <laughs> That's kind of a funny shot. He's like, oh, those disgusting dogs. Yeah, plague dogs basically is what he would call them. Yeah, just the way he looks at it, just like completely disgust. Again, looking, trying to look down on it, basically. Like, again, it's a yeah. you know, dog at a dinner table. It's like, yo, do not treat somebody like a dog. Maybe, uh, maybe Lucien was thinking that what they were, their dialogue and the fact that she looks so much like his old, uh, a squeeze. Maybe he was feeling some some parallels to his own. Yeah, life. maybe he does. Maybe oh, uh, Rubber Man. Maybe Celine sort of looks like Sonia. Yeah, I know they mentioned that a couple times. I, I was trying to place who the other actress was. She looked kind of familiar, but I couldn't. Uh, let me see if I can spot her this time. You have to look her up. <laughs> I guess I haven't come to the point yet, but um, oh. Hey, you spineless scumbag. Or blue <laughs> liver, excuse me. There you go. Oh, right in the chest. Slapped. He's just going around just laying people down with that gun. Pretty much. The scummy looks. That's not good. So I guess I'll say... Oh, boy. All right, take him on. You can take him. You're coming with me. You're my wife. He doesn't do anything other than like slap you and shoot guns at you. Yeah, you can you can fist fight him. Let's go. Come on. Where's the where's the blades? Like in Blade Two. Where's that blade arm? 
Which, by the way, yeah, has not come back yet. Nope. It's come back soon, though. Arblade. Whatever. Yes, it is. Spoilers. Yeah. So, Caleb, is uh, Selene here a well-written character? <laughs> hmm. I don't know about necessarily well-written, but I think she's... Again, well, I don't know. That's That's the thing is... I feel like the performance is good, and maybe that carries some of the... I don't know. It's it's weird. I, I don't know what to think about this character. What, what do you think? Uh, well, they just said on screen that, yes, it, the reason Victor left her alive when he yep. massacred her family was because she resembled uh, Sonia so much, his dead daughter, and Lucien's former wife. Yeah, and I like this reveal that uh, it wasn't the, the Lycans that killed her family. It was Victor. Of course. Just in his yeah, unquenchable thirst. Yeah, so I thought that was that was a nice little twist. Arm blade. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there we go. Oh, he was Victor. And yeah, you cannot put you cannot put Lucian down. Yeah, stab him with his own blade. Tough son of a gun to put down. See, he wants to help her because uh, the resemblance. Oh, or maybe for this reason. That's right. Nobody. So again, it wasn't injections. It was. She he bit him. Now she has to bit bite him. Excuse me. Yeah. Which I assume you would bite the other side. Oh, he's not like oh, he's looking blue. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to bite that thing. I'd be like, ooh. Whoa! So this is what happens when you eject ecstasy directly into your bloodstream. Whoa! I'm seeing it now, man. Fucking Lucian. He's like a or a, a craven. He's like a cockroach. Just can't die. This guy. Nah, cockroaches have dignity. He doesn't. <laughs> Don't put them on the same level as cockroaches, man. They can survive nuclear bombs. What is a nuclear bomb but just a big sun? Well, I think I misspoke again. I meant Lucian. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. I thought you were talking about Craven. Well, he's still around. Oh, not anymore. Everybody's going to survive this one, too. There'll be like an end credit stinger. He'll be crawling around. Like, where's that hybrid? You should have <laughs> aimed for the head. <laughs> Oh. Oh. Damn, he's tossing her around. Yeah, he knows what's up. He knows what happened. It's like, is he just a regular lichen or a hybrid lichen? No more ecstasy for me. And <laughs> oh no, we've resorted back to oh. Swamp Thing and um, uh, who else was it? Swamp Thing and uh, a Toxic Avenger. Toxic Avenger toss. Toxic Avenger, yeah. Um, toss off. Oh no. Oh no. What is this? This is where John Wu steps in. Can I come in with my my wire team and uh, just take over this this climax? There wasn't really much mook tossing in that though, or just toss off in those films, is from what I remember. Well, just the wire work. That, that's fair. Yeah, no, because we definitely get a lot of it. But just when you know your your bad guys and your main characters have nothing better to do, they just toss <laughs> the guy away. Yes, because of course you would. Because everyone goes around tossing people. Only uh, the big show, and. Uh, I guess the Undertaker tossed people too, but that's true. That's that, that. Yeah, it's so funny. Did you play X Men Origins Wolverine, the game? No, I never did. Okay, because I, I should lend you that game, but you have so many games in mind already. But I'll lend yeah. you that at some point because you basically just like have a grab move and you do the exact same thing where you just toss guys in. But at least <laughs> in that game, there are environmental spikes everywhere. I mean, not everywhere, but most they're mostly like littered throughout the arenas. 
So you can just like start tossing guys and like pretty much aim them, not even aim them, but just like grab and quickly toss them towards like a spike and they'll impale. Oh, it's cool. Great. So that's, that's where toss offs work great when you like impale them into something or, you know, environmental damage them somehow. Again, great game, not great movie. <laughs> What'd you think about that other transformation that we just saw? Uh, kind of missed it, but I, okay. Uh, I said, I'm like, oh golly, his skin turns, is turning black. I hope this is a blackface. Uh, he's more like grayish and he's got all these like weird lines all over him. Pretty much. But the transformation itself and the look where it's supposed to be, you know, like again, they're doing the vampire werewolf thing, Yeah. which I don't know if this is what creates that trope or if it's something else before this but like this is certainly something i haven't seen uh, like ever on screen now i've i know about it i mean i was gonna put my name tag as vampire werewolf zombie for pit's sakes because you can't just have one like ridiculous thing you gotta have another ridiculous thing well that's fair yeah, that'll be one of the sequels, the zombie invasion. It'll be the real crossover with uh, Resident Evil. Oh. So it is gray, but at the same time, I mean, it's true black as opposed to like, you know, him looking blackface, if that makes sense. Oh, and he teleports. Oh, no. Yeah, I like that. He's the worst kind of he's the worst kind of vampire werewolf, a teleporting kind. I love his oh golly there you go I love his chest I don't know why it just it does look weird but yeah it's time for the new breed basically the evolution yep. of vampires and werewolves is when you run out of ideas just create a hybrid yeah and I'm curious to see what they do with this if this element comes back in the other movies. Because I don't know how much Scott Speedman actually stays with this franchise. I know he's in the second one, but I don't know if he continues past that. Oh, okay. This is not bad. Like, all right, okay, that was a quick cut, but like, you kind of saw what they did. <laughs> I like how he just slashes with his <laughs> his big fingers, talons. Yeah, that's kind of what usually vampires could do. Um. Yeah, and Bill Nye, I mean, he's not necessarily a big physical actor, but he he's trying his best, you know. Oh, I mean, I can I I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah, it's working. And that's kind of how like his character would fight, so. Yeah. It's funny that he's resorting to I wish he kind of did something like Alucard would in the show in the Castlevania show where he used the blade more. Whatever, I'm not, you know, it is what it is. Just cuz he wouldn't you you think like an elder like him would not uh, resort to using his fists. Hmm. Like, yeah, like, like I've said before, like fist fighting has always been like a bum sport almost, or at least, you know, something for commoners to do. Whereas like, yeah. you know, the high class, the elegant people, they would always like, you know, reserve themselves with weapons with like either like, you know, rapiers uh, or swords and have a duel with that or, you know, pistols. Again, they always made it so eloquent. Whereas like, you know, <laughs> middle class and lower class always was in the streets fighting with fists i like that celine was just sitting there watching all this time and she finally decides okay it's time to step in and finally we see her like do you know moves <laughs> i like that that upward uh strike that she does where like breaks their breaks their nose 
sends the bone like right into their brain. Sort of like a open palm uppercut. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Dude, you could have teleported behind him. What are you doing? Oh, no, he's got an RNC. This isn't good. He's got him. Yeah, there's no way to get out of that one. <laughs> there's several ways you can get out of that, but at the same time, you got to be quick about it. But he obviously... Yeah, he's... Also, he's not even applying it correctly. He's got to like <laughs> put his fist behind his head. He's in water. It's slippery. Oh, oh. there's the John Woo shot. It was well done. It was well yeah. done. Well, I she should keep that sword. <laughs> yeah, she should have that in the sequels. That'll no. They thought that would be too close to Blade. She's got to have her Lara Croft. I guess so. Even though it doesn't look like that, but that's that's fair. Wait, where do you get two blades from? Two blades. I didn't think about that, but now I think about Lara Croft in uh, the I think that second Tomb Raider movie also has dress dresses like this with the uh, kind of like a tight outfit, tight unitard outfit. Oh, oh, certainly flop. I remember that part always really sticking with me. I think it slid off you, though. She looks cool with that. That sword there. She did keep it and her blue eyes as well. Works really well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely no complaints about the aesthetic of the movie. I think all that stuff works. Kind of wish his hair was more gold. I don't know why. That would kind of be cool. You kind of see it, right? Like there's some bronze in it or brown. Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, it really does look cool. Like half converts his his blondish hair to the dark side. Yeah, something like that. Also, you'd think they'd be a little more hairy. I don't mean yeah. just like the werewolf vampire, but I mean werewolves in general. Man, he's got the grody uh, muscle structure in his back. I don't mind it. I love that. Aha, so some werewolves did survive. That's my favorite, when they're just observing. <laughs> just like, wow, a new era begins. Guy can still die, though. But then again, he's like new to this. Yeah, but they were like, they were like, this is our final hope. If if he fails, like we're lost. So we're just going to see what happens. It's <laughs> only half of you, though. Like The other half is vampire. But I guess it does show that, you know, a bond and union can happen. Yeah. Given that Celine was the one that had to do it. Yeah, imagine if he turns around and starts dressing all fancy and he's like, oh, I'm not like you lower class werewolves. I'm a... <laughs> They're like, oh, fuck. Oh, great. <laughs> Always got to start with high class instead of lower class and middle class. Yeah. Great. You know, I'm kind of glad that they avoided like a prophecy type yeah. plot with this. Cough, cough, avatar. Is that really would have like oh like jc avatar yeah yeah which i'd forgotten that that there was a little bit of that in there eh, yes and no that's i mean maybe you're right but that was more like a traditional thing maybe you're right it is a chosen plot plot but bit. like he's looking fly there she's looking fly too and they don't even i don't mind that they're not like making out the end <laughs> By the way, this is a great set for the, the final fight. Yes, it is. Even as dingy as it is. Yeah, it works. A little bit of water in there. And I, I love this ending, too. I think this is a great thing to end it on. So because it's werewolf blood, does that mean make a difference? <laughs> hey, that's a good question. Yeah, I do remember being really excited for the second one after seeing this ending the first time. Cause it's just a great little setup, but not one of those setups where like it feels like, Oh, here we go. Like here's the crappy sequel setup, you know, 
just stop the movie to introduce its sequel. Like it feels like it's it makes sense. It's I mean, yeah. Did, did it earn this ending where we saw Craven escape and then there's this threat of Marcus or you know whatever? Yeah, to come back to life. I think they I think they set it up well. And we always knew that Marcus was going to come back eventually, and now he's just getting—he's coming back early. And the whole kind of vampire society's upturned, so there's a good room for a sequel to come in, at least in this uh, era, or not, yeah, or in this area. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yes, I too thought that that was the actual like Danny McBride. I'm like, really? He worked on this? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> but no, it's not like you said. Yeah, I was like, oh, I guess it wasn't a surprise that he made uh, Alien Covenant. He was already working in kind of vague horror. But I was like, oh, never mind. (laughs) Same name. That's why I prefer unique names. Yeah, Danny McBride, you should change your name, fucker. (laughs) What do you want to just be another face in the crowd? Get out of here. Sheesh. Just Danny Bride. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, what'd you think of this one? But I feel like we've, I feel like we've been pretty clear with, uh, yeah, our thoughts on this one. But I guess just to go through the uh, tradition, what what'd you think of this one? Yeah, of course. I would say that I'm I'm feeling this film. Um, it's probably a little better than the first Resident Evil. Mm. Um, it while it does leave plot points open towards the end for a sequel. Does the film stand on its own? I think it does. And it is interesting that the film itself is, how do I put this? Um, It doesn't go into uh, all its message. Like what's the message of the film? It does sort of have like a, like subtle message of, you know, like the elite versus the, I guess, underlings or whatever um so i'm i kind of like that i wish they kind of maybe i am a bit too naive and oblivious but maybe they i wish they could have gone more into that if that makes sense but maybe maybe they didn't make their points down properly i I don't know personally but you know the action kind of was you know basic generic not bad not good not boring just generic um just there until the ending, which when it kind of like finally ramped up. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I give the, you know, light, a very light feel in it and would, you know, if I don't know if it's what, what like systems or, uh, systems, um, streaming services, platforms, these are, this is on, but I'd give it a record. I'd, I'd give it like a watch it once to see if you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There, there's enough, even though the movie on a whole just doesn't quite hit, like it doesn't quite quite get there to being like a, a like a standout quality movie. It's it's just one of those ones you can watch and just kind of let it wash over you and then it'll end. And there's a couple little things that might take you by surprise. And and I do think that um, their, uh, their social commentary that you're saying works. And I like even because it's kind of like a like a more specific upper class, very much like a British old money upper class. Yes. And I feel like that, that element works well with the idea of vampires, like just hoarding their, hoarding their wealth through the, uh, the centuries. <laughs> Certainly. 
Yeah, and then and then this uh, this group that they used to enslave that's now trying to get its own rights. They like discussed them and started this war because they're like, you'll never be on the level of us, you like hideous, lower than dirt beings. So <laughs> inferior beings. Yeah, that's definitely some uh, some pointed commentary in its way. So, so that adds a little bit to it. I like that. Yeah, something that at least makes it memorable for me. Uh, yeah in comparison like i don't know how you could do this with like a zombie film like oh the zombies are inferior to us and us the humans are superior to them (laughs) oh just wait till we get to some of the later george romero films when yeah the social commentary is we need to accept that the the zombies are yeah like the lower class and yeah you'll we'll see see. i see okay well this didn't this kind of did it in a little more like subtle way i think yeah. Um, yes. or at least something maybe not subtle, but like it did it in a different way that uh, you know, had me thinking more. I'm like, okay, you know what? I can I can go along with this. Yeah, and either way, it's a great looking movie, which helps. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's still kind of if you like the early 2000s aesthetic of like new metal on screen, I think it works. <laughs> yeah, which I don't, by the way. I definitely do not like that. I find it so. It dates so badly, but I just mean in terms of the uh, the uh, the cinematography stuff like that. That's fair. Looks really nice, and I like all the the European kind of aesthetic with in all the rain and stuff. I think that just has a fun fun visual quality to it. So, and it, and it looks like uh, like it looks like it was shot in the old world. That's you know? the point <laughs> uh, for for us at least, our old world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which yeah is what, what makes it distinct also i don't think there was a single like other actually present day wise there was not a single shot of like the daytime whereas the only mm-hmm. like shot of daytime was in the flashback oh yeah yeah there you go i think so yeah so it's yeah so i guess i asked this already but i'm gonna ask it again but this time will be more blunt and obvious <laughs> is Celine a strong female character <laughs> uh yeah I, I turned the question back around to you i think i asked you but you didn't answer so what, what are your thoughts <laughs> oh i'm sorry okay because i don't know i i don't i don't know if i have an answer for this one yeah and is she a great well i think she's a passable character <laughs> yeah she has a backstory she uh i don't know if this passes the Beck Becknell test. Yeah, Bechdel definitely Beck, doesn't. Bechdel. Okay, it does not. Okay. But fair enough. The test uh, won't doesn't work in most contexts. It's, of course it's not. Kind of a flawed test. Well, but like, isn't that the point though? Uh, it kind of only was like two female characters in the entire film. Yeah, but but the plot. Uh, I mean, the villain is a man. You know, kind of. The, oh uh, yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah the driving plot of the thing. So, you know, it, it works more for, for TV, like ongoing TV shows. Okay. never mind. Yeah. In terms of movies, I always, I always feel like it's weird to bother applying that. Cause you know, <laughs> but, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's another hit or there. Just like, yeah, I think she's at this point, like maybe a passable character. Yeah. Cause again, she at least has a backstory and you know, something to her name where she's at least driven by something other than well okay it is kind of a man <laughs> but it's more of a mystery involving her clan 
Yeah, and I guess it's interesting that um, there's never really a, a discussed element of like the men around her being like, "Get back into your place, Celine." Uh, it's for the men's job to run this this thing. Other than like saying that she's going to be courted with, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, Craven. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, I I guess it's interesting that they didn't go in that direction. It seems like there's more. Uh, um, well, I guess all the el- no, there's there's plenty of female elders. So maybe the vampire society is a little bit more uh, e- equal in their uh, their power distribution. I would assume, which is funny, you think they'd be they're they're equal, but you don't know. But and yet they're still like high class. <laughs> uh, but I'm assuming that when you're asking if I thought she was a strong female character, you're talking about in the uh, the modern sense of like the woke kind of. Uh, are we getting just a like a poorly written kind of Mary Sue type. Is that exactly what you're asking? Kind of. You've read my mind. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking that. And maybe maybe someone could say that. I don't know. <sighs> don't worry. I'm not, I wasn't expecting much from that. It was kind of like a closed question. <laughs> or a like closed answer, excuse me. Yeah, and as I, common, I commonly do say to the woke uh, crowd... Um, I feel like when it comes to action movie heroes, I think a lot of the men are pretty poorly written kind of, you know, everything kind of works for them characters too. So, I mean, it's, Shh, don't say that it's a trope for action movies really more than anything else. You can't say that action movies are usually not the most well-written, uh, films around don't or blockbusters. Sorry. But only when it's a female character is the, the standard suddenly elevated to, uh, yeah, so high, weirdly. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, I guess that's. I guess that brings us around to the end of this this discussion here. And there's no randomizer. That's nope. kind of odd. No randomizer. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. It's just like, wow, uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. Uh this is awkward. <laughs> uh, what do we do? <laughs> uh, thank you, Isaac, for 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 suggesting this one. That's. Uh, um, I'm excited to. Uh, well. I'm curious to uh to go through the rest of this franchise and uh any any last uh, any final comments for me from you. <laughs> Who would you rather be? A vampire, like a a pure vampire, a pure werewolf, a vampire werewolf hybrid or a zombie or a vampire werewolf zombie or a vampire zombie hybrid or of course a vampire werewolf zombie hybrid. Till next time. Peace. <laughs>